Hey guys, happy Sunday and welcome back to another episode of Brunch Talk with Paula. I am so happy to have you guys back and tuning in to another episode and I'm excited to be back recording. I honestly can't believe it's already been a week. It really feels like Easter was just yesterday, but unfortunately the time has come and gone. So, happy new week. I hope you guys all had a great Easter. If you celebrate, if you don't, I hope you have just a great Sunday. I want to thank everyone for their positive and super encouraging sweet messages I received all about the first episode. It really just made my heart just pitta-patta, pitta-patta. If you guys watch TikTok, then you know where that's from. I'm obsessed with TikTok. I think I might do like a whole episode about TikTok and who I follow and what my favorite trends from there, what I've learned, like secrets and hacks. Side note, there's this TikTok like algorithm that I got into that gives me Excel spreadsheet hacks. So that's been kind of fun. Whenever I learn something new, I just save it to my phone and I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to practice this at work because I love that. So thank you, TikTok. I also keep up with pop culture through TikTok as well. So I'll have to do a whole TikTok episode because I know I have a couple of listeners here that also love TikTok like me. But enough about TikTok, I wanted to get the episode started with a quick recap of my week. I had a very short week and I felt like it went by really fast. On Tuesday, I had a shopping day. I've just been trying to find work clothes, you know, really cute spring work clothes, specifically dresses with pockets. And I was lucky enough to go to Target and find two. And then I found another dress at Target that's like a t-shirt dress, very dressed down or dress up, which is fun. And it was $12, so I did buy three colors of them. I tend to do that if I like the type of dress and I like the way it looks on me, I will go and I'll buy every color of that dress or the pair of pants or shirt. I can't help it. You know, it's just like once something fits your body and you feel confident, why not buy every color? Who's going to notice? And if they do who cares? Like it's your body. They're not wearing it. So whatever. So thankfully I was successful with buying those dresses at Target, but that's pretty much all I found. So that's what I did Tuesday. And then Wednesday, my mom and I had a girl's day with Penny and we took her to the park. We went and grabbed Starbucks. And then I had my vaccine shot, my first shot. I got the Pfizer, which I hope I'm saying that right. And I went in and I was really nervous because I went by myself. My mom went in the car for me and I hate needles so I didn't look and it wasn't painful at all. It was like a little, a little, ugh, you know, a little pinch and then you have to wait in the waiting room of CVS for about 15 minutes so they make sure that you don't feel dizzy or anything and they have some snacks and some waters which was nice so I definitely took a bag of pretzels because they were free and I love pretzels. I mean, I don't ever eat pretzels. I don't ever eat pretzels just for fun. So when they're just sitting there, I'm like, oh, of course I have to get a bag. Why not? So then after that, mom and I went to Old Navy and we kind of just shopped around a little bit. Still didn't find anything. So that was kind of a bummer. She was specifically looking for khaki pants for work and she was unsuccessful. So if you ever shop at Old Navy and you've recently seen khaki pants there not the khaki jeans the khaki pants that you would wear to like work let me know because my mom has been missing them they're nowhere to be found at either of the outlets so 
let a girl know. After all that, mom parted ways. She went back home and I felt so sleepy. I made dinner and then right after dinner, I took a nap. And I want to say from 7 o'clock at night to 1130 when Dylan woke me up, I don't remember even going to sleep. I just know I was on the couch and that's all I remember. So then I went to bed and my arm was already so sore from the shot. It hurt so bad. I'm also a big baby, so I think that's what it was. But I couldn't sleep on my left arm because that's where I had the shot. So I slept on my right and I kept waking up in the middle of the night hurting. And I couldn't sleep at all. It was just, it was sucky. So when I woke up the next morning, I felt horrible. I felt dizzy and kind of nauseous and my arm, I couldn't even lift it. So I spent the entire next day, which was Thursday, on the couch asleep and in and out, just pure fogginess. And then I want to say around 6.15 when Dylan got home from work, he came and grabbed Penny and he was like, what do you want for dinner? And I was like, I haven't ate anything. I want cookout. And can you also get me a mint chocolate chip milkshake? And he got back from cookout. And I tell you, I felt so much better. I don't know if it was the fact that he was going to get me cookout or that I ate the cookout or that I was thinking of getting cookout. I don't know what it was, but I felt cured. I mean, I felt amazing. I didn't feel 100%, but I went and actually showered while he went and got the cookout. And when he brought that cookout in, I was already feeling better. I ate that. Oh my gosh. It was like my whole entire attitude and my whole being just was reborn. I was like, oh, I'm alive again. I feel great. So thank you cookout for bringing me back to life after that shot. So I appreciate you cookout. I love you. I could do a whole episode on cookout. I seriously love it so much. It's so unhealthy for you, but when you have it as a cheat meal, it's so good. And I love their mint chocolate chip milkshake. If I'm feeling chicken, I'll get the chicken quesadilla cookout tray with a ranch chicken wrap and french fries. And if I'm feeling meat, I'll get the small hamburger with a ranch chicken wrap and fries. So always a ranch chicken wrap and always fries. Cookout is just like the best thing ever. Enough about cookout. I do have some really exciting news for all of my Swifty fans out there. If you don't know, a Swifty is a Taylor Swift fan, and that is me. I believe I've loved her since I want to say I was 12 years old when her first album or her first song came out. Oh my gosh, I just adore her. I have always been a fan. But Taylor Swift has blessed us with the Taylor's version of Fearless. For those of you who don't know, Fearless has some of her amazing best hits from the song Fearless to Love Story to 15 to The Way I Loved You. This is a very iconic album and she finally got to re-record it the way she wanted it. And I actually have an article from the New York Times that talks about it. So I'm going to read that really quickly so that you guys understand what that means. When the master recording from Taylor Swift's first six albums were sold along with her first label, Big Machine, to the manager Scooter Braun's company, she announced she would remake them on her own terms and for her own reward. Fearless, Taylor's version, is the first album on her reclamation project, 
a newly recorded version of the entire platinum edition of her second album, which was released in 2008. She was 18 at the time. So this is how Taylor Swift wanted to record Fearless. This is what she envisioned and she's coming out and releasing this has just made all of us girls who have been listening to her since the beginning just feel like they're either 15 or 12 or whatever age you were when you were first listening to Fearless. Just feel like that again. I remember I told Dylan on April 8th, which was Thursday, I said to him, look, tomorrow Taylor's dropping Taylor's version of Fearless. I am sorry if I'm snippy or trying to make fake fights with you. Please go along with it so I can slam the door in your face and go in my bedroom and play the whole album super loud to myself. And he was just like, okay, babe, that's fine. Whatever you want. So we went over my week. We went over my experience with the vaccine. I hope that me talking about the vaccine doesn't make anyone feel like I'm pressuring them. Absolutely not. It is your body, your choice. And just remember that everyone gets a different feeling from it. Dylan took it yesterday. He's doing completely fine. He's His arm was just sore and that's it. So everyone gets a different side effect. So just keep that in mind. But again, it's your body, your choice, whatever you're comfortable with. Okay, I want to get into today's meat of the episode. And I don't even, does that even make sense? Like, I've heard people say that, like, the meat of it all. Maybe I've never heard someone say that and it was just in my head, but I want to just go ahead and get into the reason why I'm doing this episode today. I was speaking to a friend and she had mentioned how she listened to the podcast and she loved it. And I was like, thank you. What do you want to hear? Like, what would you recommend me talking about? And she spit out a bunch of different ideas that I loved. One of them is how I deal with everyday anxiety and what I do to cope with it. And I was trying to think of how I cope with it. And honestly, guys, I couldn't really think of anything. And then I really started to like write down notes and I thought, okay, there are some ways that I do cope with my everyday anxiety. And before I get started on talking about anxiety, I just want to make it very clear that obviously I'm not a licensed professional. So I'm just speaking from my personal experience, what has helped me and what I feel And you might not feel the same way if you do suffer from anxiety and there are different forms of it. So please just remember, I'm not licensed, so don't come for me if you don't agree with what I'm saying. So keep that in mind as the episode goes on. I did find a reliable website to go over what is anxiety. So this is what whatisanxiety.adaa.org says. Anxiety is a biological reaction the body's way of telling us something isn't right. But if anxiety becomes overwhelming and persistent, or if it interferes with regularly daily activities, or even makes them impossible, it may be an anxiety disorder. So, I wanted to read that out and make it very well known that I know I don't have an anxiety disorder. I know that I have everyday anxiety, but not an anxiety disorder because Although I do feel sometimes like I can't breathe or or my head just keeps playing the same scenario over and over again or I overthink or I get nervous or anxious, I can still perform my daily activities and I can still go to work and I can still get things done. 
I know that I have some friends who do suffer from anxiety disorder and it has stopped them from doing daily activities like they want they want to avoid going over to a friend's house if they've never been there or they need to know what the food menu is somewhere or if you switch something up on them really quickly it upsets them and they just will cancel the the meeting altogether so there's a lot of different types of anxiety so I'm going to read that as well the first one being an anxiety disorder there's obsessive compulsive disorder PTSD social anxiety generalized anxiety, stress, worry, everyday anxiety, phobia, and I don't think I read this one, maybe I did, but panic disorder. So there's a lot of different anxiety types out there. I want to finish up on this website with their everyday anxiety versus anxiety disorder. So everyday anxiety would be that you worry about tests or bills or relationships An anxiety disorder would mean that you have constant worry without a cause that interrupts your daily life. Everyday anxiety, you can feel awkward in some social situations. If you have an anxiety disorder, you avoid social gatherings out of fear of feeling uncomfortable or embarrassed. So those are just some out of a couple that they have on here. So if you are interested, make sure you go to that website if you want to learn more. Again, that was whatisanxiety.adaa.org. I've actually learned a lot about it, and it does give you some really great insight. So a little bit of background about me with anxiety. I have always been a worrisome person. Like, I have this thing where if I say something and I feel like maybe it wasn't the right thing to say, I will think about what I have said over and over and over again and it will just consume me and eventually I will let it go I will move on but I mean I've gotten to the point where sometimes if I feel like I made someone mad I'll be like did I make you mad are you sure you're not mad you don't hate me right and I hate that I know how annoying it can be it just like consumes me and I just get really really nervous about it so that's like one thing that I suffer from I also have developed ever since the pandemic anxiety of meeting new people and I don't mean like in a work situation when I'm at work I feel like I have a different personality I'm just like yeah let's go like hello nice to meet you someone new comes to the door hi blah 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 but if my friends were to invite me out to a dinner and then other people come I get nervous I'm like um why? Who are these people? Why are they coming? I don't know them. I get like nervous that I'll have to think of what to talk about. Like they don't know me. Now I have to get to know them. And that's something I've developed since the pandemic. And I used to not really care if people brought new people in. But ever since the pandemic, I've been like that. And I don't know why. I'm still trying to figure it out. And I know that lately that has been something that I've been struggling with. And it actually happened recently. (laughs) And I feel bad because I'm not trying to make anyone feel bad. Like everyone can have their friends and they can invite them to dinners. But for some reason, I just got like really nervous about that whole situation. And it was weird. It was a weird feeling for me. And I think I made myself worry so much that I actually gave myself a headache. I don't know if anyone's ever done that, have given themselves a headache or maybe like a pit in their stomach. That's one of the things that I get too. And then my stomach starts hurting if I get nervous over things. Oof, that's just the worst. But today's episode is not going over every little bit of anxiety that I suffer from. Today's episode is really about how I overcome it. The ways that I have found 
throughout the years to help me get through my anxiety is through talking it out. And I have been very, very blessed that when I had anxiety at my past job, I had a great human that I would go into and talk about. She's one of my dearest friends and I'd be like, this is what's going on, help me. And she just quickly knew how to calm me down and talk to me. I have that. I have my best friend that I can go to and I'll send her screenshots of conversations and be like, what's going on? Am I being a bitch? Am I taking this too sensitive? Help me. And she'll she'll give me the correct answer whether I want to hear it or not. So that's always helpful. Another way that I've helped myself with anxiety is by exercising. I take spin classes, I want to say about three to five times a week if I, if I can. Love spin classes. It's a hot spin and there's an instructor there so you know what you're doing. She tells you every step of the way and it's a great workout. And at first I was doing it to lose weight or to just get healthy, but really, honestly, it was to try to lose weight. And now I do it because if I miss my regularly scheduled days of spin class, I am not the same. So for example, this week, I didn't go to spin at all. I only went one time and I am feeling not like myself. I feel very overwhelmed. I feel like I just have had no real energy. And so I, I can't wait to go back on Monday. I'm like, I can't wait to go back. Like, I'm going to be in pain, but I'm going to love it. And it's, I just feel like exercising, whether it be spin class or running or going to the gym or riding a bike, whatever you do, is just a great outlet to get all of that energy out and to also not think about anything. When I'm in my spin class, all I'm thinking about is making sure that I am keeping up with that instructor or making sure that I'm following the beat and just focusing on having fun. So it's a great 45-minute escape system where I don't think about anything else. Now, I have gotten to the point where I can't go to spin every day because if I do, then I'll be really, really freaking sore. So I now go for walks around the pond with Penny, or if Penny's at camp, then I go by myself. Or I also consider walking around Target and exercise. I mean, put on your Apple Watch and take a stroll around Target. Go to the big one in Surfside. I mean, I feel like that can be considered exercise, right? It's a lot to walk through. But just getting out of the house, putting on some headphones, listening to music or listening to a podcast and just get your body moving is, I feel like, my number one tip with how to help either balance your anxiety or help overcome it. Another thing that I do is I avoid drinking coffee or anything with caffeine before a situation that I know will get me nervous. For example, if I know that I have to do a presentation at work, I am not going to have a sip of coffee before it because I will be a hot mess. I will be sweaty palms. I will be speaking at a thousand miles a second and I will be a hot mess. So I avoid caffeine. Caffeine, although I love coffee, can really, really trigger that anxiety and really get your heart bumping. Now, that doesn't mean I don't drink coffee every day. I just know when to schedule it so that I know I'm calmer. So keep that in mind. Caffeine can be an enemy sometimes. Okay, so no coffee, exercise, speaking out loud to others and are great forms of coping with anxiety. But another one, 
that I really, really recommend is self-care. And what I mean is unplugging yourself from everything. Put your phone down. Take a bubble bath if you like bubble baths. Go and watch TV on your couch for hours or take naps. Just do some form of self-care. And my self-care is watching TV shows. Usually what I'll do is I'll take a nice bubble bath or a nice hot shower and I'll put on my favorite PJs, which they're these Harry Potter PJ set that my best friend Chandler got me. They're so comfy and I love them and they make me feel so good. It's like a little two-piece set. Ugh, I love it. So I put that on. I either put my hair in a bun or I braid it and I get all my favorite snacks or I make a tea and I just put on the Mindy Project, which, as you know from the last episode, is my favorite TV show to watch. I put that on and I feel like I'm recharging myself. I'm getting myself back to who I am and I'm disconnecting from everyone. It's a great way to focus in on yourself and do things that make you happy. Now, self-care for someone else might mean a bubble bath or going to go get their nails done, getting their hair done, makeup, or doing a face mask. Self-care is different for everyone. So find out what your self-care method is and try and practice it at least either once a week or once a month, whatever, whatever and whenever you feel like you need it. I would say self-care for me is once a week and usually it's one of my days off where I sit and just watch TV for hours and then I go and do stuff and it's just nice to unplug. The last thing I'll talk about with how I cope with my anxiety is by making sure that I am getting enough sleep and eating well. And I mix those together because if I don't get my full at least seven hours of sleep, I am a monster and I cannot function. So I go to sleep pretty early and I make sure that I have enough hours of sleep to wake up, get my hair done, put my makeup on, get my coffee going or whatever, or else I'm just a monster. I feel so behind and the moment that I feel like I'm running behind, that's when my anxiety starts to flare up. That's when all of my negative thinking comes into into play. That's when I start rethinking everything and doubting myself and just instantly. Like I can think of last week, I woke up late because I decided to cuddle Penny on the bed for an extra five minutes. Well, those cuddles were so good that I fell back asleep and I was running late to work and it was just downhill from there. The shower wasn't hot enough. I, my hair wasn't doing what it was wanting, what I wanted it to do. I couldn't find anything to wear. And if I did, I didn't like the way it looked. So now I make sure that if I'm going to stay with Penny an extra five minutes on that bed, I need to make sure that maybe I don't wear a full glam makeup. Maybe I just put on mascara and eyebrows. I mean, we're wearing masks anyways. Who's going to see me, right? So (laughs) make sure you get enough sleep and then make sure that I'm eating well. And for me, that means I try my hardest not to eat out all the time. I have learned my lesson. If I eat out all the time, I'm going to gain that weight, which then affects me in the long haul. So I make sure that for work, I always have my lunch, my leftovers from the night before, or I 
make sure I pack a snack. And when I say I, I mean Dylan. So I know all my friends are going to call me out when they listen to this. They know that Dylan packs my lunch. He is the sweetest human ever. He always packs my lunch for me when I go to bed because he stays up late. He doesn't need the amount of hours of sleep that I need to function. So he'll pack my lunch. So usually that'll be maybe some goldfish, a cheese stick, some pepperoni slices, Um, when the grapes are in season and they taste really good, I pack grapes, um, pineapple, so lots of fun snacks in my bag. Okay, so that was everything that I recommend, and I'm sure eventually I'll think of more things down the line, but I will share those with you once I think of them, but just to recap them if I can remember, make sure you talk to someone, don't hold things in, it would only get worse. Make sure that you exercise, get those steps in, do whatever you can to just help your mind clear up and exercising is a great form of that. Make sure you eat well, make sure you sleep well, and make sure you try to avoid caffeine because we all know what caffeine does. It is a trigger. Yeah, I hope that was helpful. hope that someone can relate to these anxieties, situations that I have personally experienced or also relates to what I recommend to try to help out. And if you have any suggestions, I would love to hear them. And if you need advice on anything that you feel that I have experienced as well, please feel free to reach out to me. I would love to talk. I feel like everyone needs someone to talk to. So I'm here for anyone. And before I end this episode, I wanted to talk about Aries because I learned that I actually have a couple of friends out there who are either an Aries or are in a relationship, aka married to an Aries. So I found in my book something about holding on to the Aries lover and entertaining the Aries lover. So I'm going to end the episode with that. So remember from last episode, we talked about Aries. To recap, Aries are from March 21st through April 20th birth date. So it is still very much Aries season. And Aries, again, are individuals that tend to be forceful, aggressive, and insistent on getting their way and winning. Although often childlike and open, they can also be hard to reach emotionally and find it difficult to express their complex feelings. They dislike being analyzed and take the attitude, what you see is what you get with regard to themselves. So, for those of you who are in a relationship with an Aries lover, or if you are an Aries lover, (laughs) here is something about how to hold on to them. Normally, this should not be a problem since the Aries lover is totally absorbed in their love for you. If you want to keep your Aries as long as possible, you may have to avoid discussions about their motives, intentions, and other involvements. Aries will probably bring them up sooner or later, and then you must be ready to listen with an understanding ear. However, make it clear that despite your fondness or love, you will not sacrifice your self-esteem or self-respect at the altar of the Aries ego. You have needs and wants as well, and the Aries lover must recognize that. Be tactful. Oh my gosh. Okay. And the last one is how to entertain the Aries lover. Aries love to go out and have a good time. Appearances at clubs, movies, and parties are the things they enjoy. 
Problem number one is meeting one of their friends, colleagues, or family members who don't know you, don't know you exist. Oh my gosh. Okay. You may have to be prepared to either lie or bend the truth a bit in such a brief encounter, letting Aries do the talking. Quiet dinners for two or a casual drink after work are also agreeable with most Aries and can guarantee you a bit more privacy with the social setting. Keep an eye on Aries' alcohol intake, which can spiral out of control rapidly, particularly if they are enjoying themselves. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Dylan's definitely the kind of Aries that's a homebody, but when he does go out, he loves to have fun and he's not really much into drinking, but if he does, he's two shots in and he's already done for the night and definitely thinks he can handle six more shots and we know he can, but it's fine. He's always a good time. I love him regardless of if he's drinking or not. But I think that's it for today's episode. I'm so happy. I feel like this one went really well. I'm excited for next episode. I think you guys are going to like it, especially if you're into pop culture. So with that, I leave you with the biggest thank you. And I hope you guys are having a great Sunday. Make sure to be following me on Instagram at Brunch Talk with Paula recommend this to your friends. If you feel like anything that I talked about today was interesting, tell them to follow me or to listen to an episode. I'd love to have more people's opinions. So once again, thank you guys so much for joining in and having brunch with me. I hope I can have you guys back next week and have a great Sunday. Bye.